Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson. Got Sterling back with me. Sterling is almost done with exams. Sterling, let's say what's up to the people. Yo, what's good? What's good? Got plenty to talk about today. So without further ado, welcome to my sports house. Sterling. So we're getting closer and closer to the end of this college football season. We're going to start off the day. Um, we're wow. Okay. We're going to start off in the ACC where North Carolina took the win over Miami, who had before this game, I'm pretty sure it only lost one game all year. The final score was 62 26. Those Miami uniforms were lethal. The Miami uniforms were lethal, all blacks, so like almost like a little bl- orange uh, glaze, I guess, if you could say it. But De'Aaron King was up. I said, yeah, they were tough. They were tough. Yeah, exactly. De'Aaron King obviously kind of struggled in this game. The team struggled as a whole. So, and it's been said that he might be returning after because he'll have another year of eligibility. Just mm-hmm. because there's so many good quarterbacks coming out, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, I mean, I think it was a smart decision for him if he does decide to return next year just because he gives himself a better shot, I think, at being a, the first QB off the board maybe next year, like maybe. Just be, I mean, not next year. Yeah, yeah, next year because, like, you don't have to worry about Lawrence or um, Fields, those guys. You'll be in that pool of, like, quarterbacks for, like, Bo Nix and um, that next class that's, like, not really a stat outside of, like, maybe a team going to get, like, a guy like Jaden Daniels. But he, he would have a higher chance of being one of the top quarterbacks selected the next year than, coming back, than going out this year with this stat class because it won't happen this year. I was thinking if he comes back to Miami, do you ever think Miami like next year might be able because what's going to end up happening for them to win the ACC championship is going to have to beat Clemson. You ever see that happening? <laughs> no, because even if Trevor leaves, then DJ's going to run right in this spot. And then Justin Ross could come back next year if he wants to play another year of college before going to the league. Um, cause I think they say he's going to be good after that injury he had and surgery he had this year. So I, they still won't beat Clemson. Oh, yeah, we can't, remember, we can't forget that Clemson, I mean, they still got – going to have the best D-line in the league, in the conference probably, with the, the two uh, top guys and Miles Murphy and, and Breesy that ended up getting um, from recruiting. So I'm, <laughs> Clemson's still going to be Clemson. So. And, then they, and, they and then they're just going to restock. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I agree with you because if you just list the names, you did a couple of them. You got the Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, your guy from North Dakota State, Trey Lance, yes. Jamie Newman, who didn't even participate this year. Like, yes. My goodness, this is, and then you don't like Zach Wilson. We're not going to get into it. But <laughs> but there's so many guys that are coming out. It's going to be crazy. So, yeah, he probably, I think he'll stay. Unless sometimes these guys, you can tell, they talk to the people in their camp. They're like, you know what? I'm better than them. Let's go. Maybe that's what got them here thus far. Oh, and we almost forgot Kyle Trask, who, he, who couldn't beat him out in high school. So we're going to see what happens with De'Aaron King. I'm giving my helmet sticker out to the North Carolina running backs this week. Michael Carter. 24 carries, 308 yards on the ground, and two touchdowns. Javante Williams, 23 carries, 236 yards, and three touchdowns. So I don't know what was going on with that Miami. Oh, they couldn't tackle. They honestly look kind of like the South Carolina defense for part of the, uh, for the majority of the season. I'm also super excited to see Sam Howell in his 
I think that'll be his junior year next year. Yeah, I'm really excited to see him. Um, he'll probably end up declaring early. Um, another year with his receiving core and what have you, and he should have a dominant year because he's played pretty well these past two years. I just can't believe that he lost to Florida State. Otherwise, North Carolina was riding high. Yeah, they would have been rolling had that not happened. But I think that was, you know, always a year away, maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll see if they can get that linebacker, Surratt, to come back too because he's a ball player. But um, – they don't kind of seem like a year away type of team, but of course you just have to beat Clemson. So that's always the big, the big if, like, can you beat Clemson? Um, it's almost to the point where in the coastal is like, just get to the game. If we lose in the game, we understand, but just get to the game. We're going to move to the SEC. LSU beat Florida 37-34 in the swamp to end Florida playoff chances. Sterling, did you see that coming? LSU beat in Florida? Yeah. I have to say no. <laughs> I also didn't, ex- I mean, but, um, Given LSU and Coach O's personality, I'm not surprised by it. And given how Florida's played all year um, defensively, and even sometimes, you know, Caltrash decision-making has been questionable at times. Um, and that came to bite them in the, in, you know, bite them this game, along with, of course, just bad, just bad mistakes that you just can't have with the, the guy tossing the shoe. And in <laughs> <laughs> this episode, I had to go find him. I was talking about him this weekend on Matt Sports. I was on the Instagram and Twitter page. You can't do that. I think he's a junior or senior or something like that, throwing the shoe on third down. And that happens to be the drive that they, that, that allows LSU to continue that drive, go kick the game, win a field goal. That just, man was the most hated man in Gainesville on Saturday oh, night. <laughs> I, I had a friend, they texted me, like, can I go beat Marco Wilson up now? I'm like, I'll allow you to, because it's not even about, you know, okay, yeah, you got, now you got the playoff, but more importantly, now you're not even going to get a New Year's Six Bowl because you're going to lose to Alabama, which means now Georgia will slide into that New Year's Six Bowl slot because they'll have the, you know, the least win, uh, I mean, the least losses out of, you know, every team in the conference and everything. And this is, that's just, it's going to be a bad way to end the year. And then you get, now if you're Florida, you're going to get into a dangerous territory where you're going to probably lose the last three games because you lose SEC championship, in my opinion, to Bama pretty convincingly um, because players are going to be – they might be motivated, but they might not just because they know even if they did win, they wouldn't make the playoff. Um, and then along with that, when you get to the, the bowl game that you're not going to go into, it won't be as hyped up for you. Um, people might declare – or, I mean, yeah, they might declare early and opt out. And now you play a team like, let's say it's Coastal or Cincinnati, one of those teams that are going to be left out of the playoff just because of the conference that's going to be ticked off, ready to play. And now all your best players have opted out. <laughs> it might not, you know, might not go your way. Probably end up being Coastal just because I think Cincinnati would be the only team from a group of five that gets yeah. that, that New Year's Six Bowl. But even then, Coastal is going to be hyped up to play anybody. That's a big-name school. So – it's going to be dangerous that Florida, not LSU, but Florida could end up losing th- the last three games of their season all because of, all because of a shoot throw. So. And this is well, I don't know if Marco was a person, obviously, and I don't know what type of player he is, but this is when the undisciplined plays really come to bite you. Because it's like when you need them the most to do, just do the fundamentals, do the smart thing, you end up throwing somebody to shoot. And you saw, I think it was a linebacker hit him right across the face as soon as he did. He's like, dude, what have you done? They didn't even shoot the, shoot the, well, I think they did shoot the Karen back at Marco for a second. He was just sitting on the bench. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Cause the thing is he, they had the stop that they needed and then you let them continue to drive. So sucks for Florida. LSU super excited though. You saw LSU decided that they're going to self, how do you say it? 
that they've decided because of all the sanctions and stuff that they're going to not allow themselves to go to a bowl game. It's like, y'all were terrible this year anyway. But uh, that's a that's one of those smart, yeah, let's go ahead and self-impose now. So we're, we go. good, so we're good in two years. We don't have to worry about this. That's that's all that is. They they picked the right year to do that. That's the word, <laughs> self-impose. And I keep thinking, you know, Odell Beckham, even though he's hurt right now, this would be a, maybe not because of COVID, but usually when you're hurt, you go back to your old school you know, maybe help him out recruiting a little bit. He's banned for two years. So, you know, what Beckham just stuck in California, Cleveland, wherever he is. We're going to keep it moving to the SEC. Got to talk to you about this. And I'm going to give you his resume. Gus Malzone obviously lost his job today. His resume is pretty doggone good. 68 and 34, nine wins per year as a head coach. National title is, as offensive coordinator in 2010. I always remember that 2013 year when they lost to Florida State in the national championship. Top 14 finished two of the last four years and never had a recruiting class worse than 12 nationally and beat Alabama. And like, it's not like Alabama's like dropping right now. They're kind of at their prime. So did you, did you see this coming or was this one kind of catch you by surprise? This is the dumbest fire I think I've seen like in the last past year. Like this is the worst fire I've seen this whole year. Um, Gus Malzahn just beat Alabama last year. Yes. Last year, he just yeah, yeah, with the freshman QB. Um, I I don't understand it. I think he's twenty five wins. I think he's yeah, he's twenty five wins over like over his losses like in his career at at Auburn as a head coach. So it's not like he's losing it, uh, you know, losing badly or anything. Um, he's he lost his three really really good teams this year. I mean, he lost the one bad one, but I mean that happens in a season, in a pandemic year. His buyout is $21 million, I think. 21.7, and 50% of that is due in the first 30 days. Yeah. Um, Auburn, who are you supposed to hire? And and what and if who are you gonna get to who are you gonna convince to come there and, and think they're gonna be the long termer, but they just saw a dude get fired after being really good and still having winning seasons. Like I don't the fire makes no sense to me. Like, who are you gonna hire? It's not gonna be Hugh Freeze because who knows if the SEC will allow him back into the SEC for right now. Like he seems pretty comfortable at Liberty. That he doesn't. He's not stressed out, you know, dealing with foolishness like what just happened at Auburn. Um, I think Mario Cristobal might be a big name because he was from the Bama area and everything like that. But I mean, we see how Oregon's playing this year. Um, what? Who are you gonna hire, Auburn? With what money? It's like that. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot, fifty percent of it is due within the first thirty days. It seems like the per guy that's getting the most attention is Hugh Freeze, because everybody saw what he did to SEC West before. You're hearing a little bit about the Brent, you know, the Brent Venables, the Tony Elliotts, and those guys. But like you said, that's a pretty impressive resume in the state of Alabama, where you're competing against Alabama on the recruiting trail amongst all the other powerhouses. And it's and Auburn's kind of weird too because you go get Georgia guys, some Florida guys, some Texas guys, some Louisiana there too. So yeah, I, I don't know if he freeze. I know if he gets the offer, he'll probably take the interview or something. I don't even think he was fooling with the Carolina interview, but I think he'll probably take the interview and we'll see if they end up jumping on him. I, I just I just don't get it. Like the dude, even when we think about the teams he took to the national title game, like in 2013, there's no reason why that Auburn team should have been the national title game. Was the quarterback Nick Marshall? Is that the quarterback's name? Marshall. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. This that that firing was. I was very confused by that. That that, that made no sense to me. <laughs> it's like Chad Moore is probably gonna be looking for another job this year too because he's probably up out of there. See, I mean, it was that bad. I mean, 
<laughs> I don't know. But but a big name to think about though, now that you know, with the whole Carolina situation, Kevin Steele might his hat for the new defensive coordinator job at Carolina might have just, you know, that might have just became a thing now. So um we see where he where he lands unless he ends up getting the job and then he just gets promoted at Auburn. But Kevin Steele might end up being in South Carolina pretty soon. So well, I wasn't, it wouldn't be his first time in South Carolina. I remember, he was the Clemson defensive coordinator. I remember him because, I, you know, I was really rocking with Clemson back in the day, and then West Virginia happened. 70 to 33 in the Orange Bowl. And I was in, obviously lived in Columbia, dealing with nothing but Carolina fans around me. 70 points, man? Really? Yeah. Stanman, Bailey, Tavon, Austin. Them boys still running touchdowns. Geno Smith, too. So, so but since I guess we're talking about the Big 12 here briefly, were you surprised that the that uh, the athletic director at Texas said that Tom Herman will be returning? <laughs> I wasn't surprised, but you know, in in football's terms, or not not football terms, but football sense, I, I am surprised. But just because of you know how fast they ran Charlie Strong up out of there, but um, and and Charles actually beat Oklahoma and was more successful. I feel like um, with less recruiting classes, I mean, with less top ranked recruiting classes than Herman has had. But, um, you know, as an AD at a situation when you think you might have another class coming in with your top guy decommitting, as they, I think they had a quarterback that decommitted earlier this year, um, and what you're trying to, I guess, keep a recruiting class together, you kind of have to come out and say that with all the rumblings because that could persuade recruits, you know, as signing day approaches, um, like the with the uh, where they might go. But I think I – I think it's the right thing for him to say, at least, um, unless you know you're going to get Urban Meyer, which they've been rumored to try to go after, unless you know you're getting him, and you have to say just your head coach is staying. So, but it seems like a lot of the boosters out there in Texas want them gone and say they're going to pull their money. But I, but the athletic director definitely doubled down with them, and so Tom Herman will still be there for next year. One thing I also learned though in Texas, they kind of look at the success of obviously like A and M and those programs, but they also look at Oklahoma. They're like, okay, Oklahoma is, keeps winning these Big Twelve championships. I'm watching all these quarterbacks that leave Oklahoma go mess around, go first the first pick in the draft, or like Jalen Hurts and go play right away. So that's who they're measuring their success off of, and obviously got to win at Red River rivalry. And I think Sam. Ellinger is leaving this year, if I'm not mistaken, too. Is he? I want to say he's is a player. I hope not. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, I, don't know. I don't know where he thinks he's going to leave. Is he going to leave to go to the house? Where he oh. think he's going? He ain't going to the league? I mean, well, he might go to the league for a little bit, but he ain't going to be doing nothing in, in the league. <laughs> oh, God. So we're going to see what happens there out there in the Big 12. It's crazy because at one point, Mac Brown had Texas like back, but We'll see if they ever get back there. All right, we're going to talk about these conference championship games really quickly. ACC uh, championship, what do you think happens? Clemson blows Notre Dame. Okay, actually, I, I, I'm going to dial back on the blows them out. But I think they beat Notre Dame comfortably by three scores. By three scores? Yes. I, I think they will comfortably beat Notre Dame by three scores. I give Clemson the win, but I say no, I know more than 10. I really want to, I really want to see Notre Dame come out firing, not really throwing the ball, though, but like just controlling the clock, running the ball, just kind of bullying them with that offensive line and they're the running back and having their quarterback just be the game manager, which I believe he is. But I do also believe that Clemson will get that win. It's going to be in Charlotte. I was looking. I haven't really seen any tickets or anything going on, so who knows? SEC championship game, though. I think this game would be, if I'm not mistaken, 330 CBS. 
You, I think you said earlier, are you predicting Alabama runs away with this one? Yeah, this is probably going to be the most, I don't want to call it boring, but I think this is going to be one of those bad SEC title games where it's, it's, a, it's going to be a blowout. I don't, <laughs> I don't see Florida's defense stopping in anybody from Bama. And I think Bama's defense will, um, will contain Florida's guys pretty well. They got veteran, they got a veteran corner on the outside with Sertan. Um, Gordon Battle's been playing pretty decent at safety. Uh, who's the dude that, that towards ACL? Dylan Moses in the middle has been, you know, playing very well this year. Bama's defense, like I said, um, I think on uh, sportscasters, like Bama's defense, the last couple of weeks have been really, really solid. And now we see them, you know, of course, the special teams being solid as well. I think they'll, they'll handle Florida pretty well. Okay, and then we'll move to the Big Ten Championship game. Northwestern has only one loss in the year. They're coming in five and one. You think Ohio State knocks? You know I'm rocking with Ohio State and Justin Fields, but do you think that Northwestern puts up a good fight, or do you think this is just one where Ohio State runs through? No, this is going to be Ohio State. Just It's going to be a boring game. <laughs> I think this, this is going to be a bad year for conference championships. Like, I Ohio State will probably roll over Northwestern just based off of they've had two weeks to prepare because the Michigan game got canceled. Um, they didn't have to go through the stress of having to get another game fitted in uh, because the Big Ten voted for them basically be allowed to play in the Big Ten championship game. Um, and this this will be their statement game. You know, Dabo's talking about Ohio State a little bit, saying how they don't think they have the, you know, resume to be in the playoff. I'm sure they heard that. Um, they use it as fire and probably kill Northwestern by. So who do you predict gets that four spot? AM, do you think Notre Dame gets that four spot in the playoff? Or let me just for just for references, we're we're predicting Alabama gets one, Ohio State gets one, Clemson, Notre Dame winner, most likely Clemson. We'll see what happens. But do you think the fourth one is Notre Dame or are you going Texas AM? At first, I would have said, ah, it's, it's so tough. At first, I was I would say AM. Uh, just based off of a Notre Dame loss. But with LSU beating Florida, that has now thrown a wrench into that because now the Florida win for A&M doesn't look as impressive as it would have looked had um, Florida been a one-loss team getting beat by Bama in the championship game. Now that loss, now that win against Florida is less significant. So if Notre Dame plays a tight ball game and loses the Clemson by, let's say, like three or a touchdown, Notre Dame will probably keep that spot because they have one loss and their loss would be um, – their one loss would look more impressive, I guess, in a way, than AM's loss because AM got blown out by Bamba, um, I think, like the second game of the season or something like that. And then AM wouldn't have enough, I think, uh, quality wins, as they'd say, quality wins to leapfrog Notre Dame. Now, what I wish would happen <laughs> is that since this is a special year – the committee would just do a play-in, like, you know, thing. But, of course, that's not possible. <laughs> I don't know exactly how they would, you know, format it because I, I really do feel for Cincinnati, like, Cincinnati's just sitting there. Like, they, they, they're an undefeated team. They look – they apparently passed the eye test for a lot of people, but they're just never going to, you know, jump over that hump unless, like, there was a scheduled game at A&M. And even if there was to beat a and it still probably wouldn't be impressive enough for them to get into the playoff as an undefeated team. Then along with Coastal um, – so I really feel for those teams, but I think realistically, since LSU did beat uh, Florida and made that that win for AM less significant, if Notre Dame can lose, you know, within a reasonable margin, 
they'll stay at the four spot and they'll just end up playing Bama in the first round. Then we'll get Clemson and Ohio State um, in the first round with the two and three. I think after Dabo made those comments, a lot of fans really looking for it. And, you know, everybody wants that rematch. The whole reason, not kind of, the whole reason Justin Fields came back is to get back to this time and to hopefully be able to face Clemson again. So the, I know the ratings would go through the roof. I think the playoff is going to be on New Year's Day. So we're going to see what happens there. Now, we'll ask you real quick before we go to the NFL. Heisman Trophy. I think Justin Fields wins this year, Mac or Mac Jones. I think Kyle Trask is all out with his second loss. But where are you going, Justin or Mac? Who do I think wins it and who I think should win it? Who do you think wins it? I think, yeah, go I, ahead. I think Mac Jones wins it. But I think Devontae Smith should win it, actually. <laughs> Devontae, most of the time they say it's a quarterback award. Why would you say Devontae Smith? He's been the, he's been the one, I think, constant in every game that he's played this whole year um he's kind of every game he's he's been phenomenal there hasn't been a game where Devontae Smith hasn't been phenomenal phenomenal now Matt Jones of course is throwing him the football but Devontae Smith is always wide open <laughs> and if he's not as open he's making very tough catches or returning pump returns so I just feel like that guy I, I, I hope that he's able to get at least a uh a seat in New York or wherever, the, or if they even do the presentation. I hope he's at least a finalist, a top three finalist, if anything. And I know it's a quarterback award, but I really think the Heisman this year should have went to Devontae Smith probably just because he's been the most consistent and best player in the nation. Like, who's been better than Devontae Smith as position um, for their team? Especially with Waddle going down, he got extra attention. He's still been putting up consistent 130-plus yard performances. Like, they're double-teaming the guy. <laughs> I know teams are doubling him and, and he's he's doing work in special teams. Yeah, I think he's had a hundred yard game in every game this season. Yeah, like with Waddle being down, so he's being double teamed. Teams know they're gonna throw him the football. He's just he's putting in work. I, I really feel like he should he should win it. Like this is a year where you give it to a non-QB. It should be him, but it'll probably be Mac Jones. Um just for a simple fact that he's the quarterback of the football team on the best team in the nation. So and they played or Alabama's played their no, 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 LSU game by cancel. But even with it, they, they beat the crap out of LSU too. What'd you say? They beat the mess out of LSU too. They played LSU. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so he's played in every game because like Justin's only played in six. He's played nine. I think a lot of people would like to see Justin win. I know Justin came back for it. And especially with Trevor Lawrence being out and Clemson losing it, he was thinking, okay, we might be able to get this done. But then you know COVID messes everything up. So but, hey, let's go get Ohio's Justin. Let's stay focused. Let's go get us a national championship this year, and we can do it all. I mean, Devontae Smith had two – he had eight receptions for 231 yards and three touchdowns versus LSU. Like – Sheesh. The next week has a has a 70-something-yard pump return <laughs> and, and probably more receiving yards. Like, he's been playing – he's been balling out all year. Half man, half amazing. It was really good for him to come back another year, too. And, and like, now he's kind of, like, in a category of his own. But we're going to move here really quickly to the NFL. My Texans got beat 36-7. I – look, look, look. I need a new hire. I need this. Romeo, I was rocking room Romeo at first. It's like, you know, maybe we can get an interim to head. Nope, he's got to go. I want the whole building cleared out, and I need a guy. I need a guy. Hopefully we get the guy that everybody's talking about from Kansas City. What's his name? Airbnb. I'm praying that we yeah. get it just always baffles me that we were one game away from the Super Bowl last year and it does not look anything like that. Only time we beat Jacksonville. I mean, look, when you when the GM slash head coach trade uh 
DeAndre Hopkins for a penny and a toothbrush. I don't know exactly what you expect. <laughs> if you look at some of the moves he made, it seems like he was working with another team and he was just posing as our head coach. Like, if you look at these moves this man has made, it makes you so mad. I think Larry Tunzel has, like, the most penalties of any offensive lineman or whatnot. And, he, and obviously, he's pretty good. He's no, no, nothing against him. He's really good. But it's like – and he's, like, our highest-paid guy. I don't want to talk too much about it. We just got beat by the Bears. I had my post 1 p.m. in Chicago on Matt Sports House on Instagram. I thought D-Rock was going to come get his revenge. Mr. Trevisky said, get on that bus and you take your talent right back down to Houston. So it's all good. And Mitchell Trubisky went 24 for 33, 267 yards in the air and three touchdowns. David Montgomery, the running back for the Bears, had 11 carries for 113 yards and a touchdown. No, no, like I said. This is defensively. Y'all, y'all have nothing on defense outside of J.J. Watt, really. Like, this – Y'all just bad. It's <laughs> a bad team. I, I fear us having to trade J.J. Watt. We'll see if it happens. All right, we're going to go to the Jalen Hurts getting a win in his debut start in the NFL against the state against the Saints, 24-21. He went 17 for 30 in the air, 167 yards and one touchdowns. The Saints had a chance with that onside kick at the end. They were not able to recover it. What did you think? And you, I, I think you've been on the train to Vince and put Jalen Hurts in, have you? I mean, I didn't think once was playing well. I didn't say to put him in because I didn't want Jalen Hurst to go into a uh, like a losing situation where he would look bad because the Eagles were so bad at the time. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Like, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised that he played very well. Um, I've been more on the train of like once is playing bad. Like, it's not like the Eagles or everything else around. Like, once is just playing bad. But Hurts um, today, he was very decisive which was I think was the biggest difference for the Eagles um like when Wentz would play he'd have these moments these these dumb sacks where it's like either get rid of the football or take off where Hertz did both today <laughs> Hertz whenever you know he saw it was zero coverage which is you know just man-to-man basically he sees guys running with their backs turned with the receiver he just knew all right let me get out the pocket and run so he didn't take any unnecessary sacks and um also he just made you know more plays outside the pocket with his feet. But really the most impressive thing was the po- the plays he made in the pocket. He delivered some passes today that were just like, you know, dead on, on time, very quick, not allowing his battle line to basically like, you know, show themselves against the Saints. So uh, I was happy for Hurts. He played really well. Um, he did have that one fumble in the game, but I mean, that's that was just a perfect play. Like, it's not like a situation where he's ex- trying to extend the ball for no reason, you know, not – trying to apply ball security it was just he he covered up with both hands and and Quan Alexander just had a perfect punch but um he played really really well today he he definitely played today Quincy Avery's quarterbacks coach had done a lot of tra- – he had worked with him all in the offseason. And he said the improvement he had made has been tremendous. And it's just so crazy to think – like, first of all, Jalen Hurts is so resilient. It's crazy. I mean, from getting benched at – not benched, but taken out for two at Alabama to come on back, go to Oklahoma, have a great year there, sit on the bench, learn what it takes the next ring to, to go into the league and your first start, get the win. That's major for him. So, which him – The league at the time. What would you say? Against the best defense in the league at the time, the Saints' defense was the best in the league over the past seven weeks. That's what I was thinking. It's like, so to be thrown into that game and to perform at high level and to be able to get the win, that's major, especially when Carson Wentz has been playing well because it's like, oh, okay, so we do have a guy in this locker room that can get the job done. 
mean, the thing is, the Eagles have been talked about how bad the O-line is and how bad the weapons are and all this stuff. Uh, Jalen Hurston gets sat one time today. Um, he turned the ball over once, which was of his own doing. It wasn't like an interception. I don't think the receivers played, you know, well today. I mean, it's just – there's something going on in Philly with Carson Wentz. I don't know exactly what it is, but I can no longer ignore – that whenever you're not playing Carson Wentz, like your team decides to either play better or like Jalen Hurts did today, the quarterback and decision-making was just faster um, and just better decisions. Like he had a great back shoulder to Alshon. Um, when they're driving to try to put the game away or at least extend clock, he, he threw a great dig route or in route, you know, to uh, Ward Jr. Like he, <laughs> he, he was doing what he was supposed to do as a quarterback. So I mean, something's going on in Philly with Winton, but Hurts definitely showed up today. He has the best defense in the league over the last, you know, whatever weeks. Um, he put up 24 points. It should have been 27, but Elliott missed like a chip shot 22-yarder like right before half. So Yeah. I almost put up 30 in your first start. It's a really good team like that. A great team, actually. Great team and a great defense. That That's very impressive. Definitely gives you some momentum moving into the rest of the season. We're going to go here real quickly to the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins in Kansas City. The Kansas City got the win 33-27. Did Tua show you something in this ballgame? He did. He uh he missed some in the first half, I believe. Um, he had some shots. But in the second half, uh, without um, Devontae Parker, I believe this is uh, that his guy. Miami, I think it's Devontae Parker, I want to say. Yeah. Um, Louisville, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Without his guy, and I think he was missing another receiver, one of his another starting receiver in the first half. Um, and then in the third quarter to lose Grisecki, uh, he showed me a lot in that fourth quarter to try to bring Miami back. Now, of course, they couldn't get they couldn't get that last stop because Patrick Mahomes is that dude. But um, the C two would kind of like grow up in this game in a time where they could have got blown out. They was close to getting blown out. <laughs> it was really it was really close to letting the Avalanche, you know, kill him, but. Um, the guys responded to two, which is a good thing. You always like to see, uh, your, t- uh, you know, your franchise QB kind of rally his teammates and, and, and make them play better in a way just f- from his energy, which I guess the best team in the league. So, um, he, he showed some growth today. I think he, he finally let, I think he finally let some passes go. Like, I think in his earlier starts too, was kind of in a situation where he was kind of worried about turning the ball over a little too much. So he would, you know, he'd throw a bad ball because he didn't want to be picked off. But I think in that second half when he had to throw it and he just kind of let some passes go and just ripped him, he, he really showed his arm talent and his accuracy. And as he spends more and more time in the league, he'll get just so much more comfortable because it's like he probably feels like he can make that throw, but it's like, eh, but the windows are a little bit tighter. But as you spend more time in the league, it's like, you know what, shoot, I'm throwing that thing. Speaking of Patrick, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The guy across. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes always going to come out on – well, not always, but – a lot of times we come out on top. I think the, uh, Kansas City only has one loss this season. But speaking of our gunslingers, the Bills and the Steelers, I hope Jalen is listening. The Steelers <laughs> did, in fact, lose getting their second, well, back-to-back losses uh, after going undefeated through the first part of the season. The final score of that game was 26-15. Stephon Diggs had a great day, 10 receptions, 138 yards, and one touchdown. Let me tell you something. Quarterback, what's oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The quarterback for the Bills right now, what's his name? Josh Allen. 
Josh Allen. Josh Allen's been balling, man. I tried to tell you, Sterling is not a fan of Josh Allen. I am a huge fan of Josh Allen. Big guy. I think I think at one point he flicked the ball like 50 yards down the field. I'm pretty sure it was an incompletion. But nonetheless, he can just do that like off of, the, off of his back leg. So Josh Allen's got, got the troops going. Are you, a, are you a believer in the Buffalo Bills this season? I'm a believer in, Buff, in the Buffalo Bills, not Josh Allen. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a strict difference, all right? <laughs> I believe in Buffalo. I believe in Buffalo. Um, you know, their defense has always has been really, really good over the past couple of years. Um, they have a really decent running game. But, you know, the main thing for them was that Stephon Diggs trade is paying off yes. a lot. You know, it seemed like a lot to give up two first-rounders compared to uh, what Houston um, ended up getting for Diop at the time. So it kind of was like, what are you doing, Buffalo? But, you know, they got their guy, and he's been he's been paying off for him. Um, it's, it's made Josh Allen clearly way more comfortable throwing the football this year, having Diggs running around. Uh, John Brown with Cole Beasley being his like security blanket, and then that new tight end they got uh, Knox is just you know he's he's a beast too. So um, yeah, I mean Buffalo and, and Sean McDermott, who's who I think should be probably the coach of the year this year. Um, they've been doing some really good stuff uh, up there in Buffalo, and they have the they have the formula to beat Kansas City. I feel like in the game, you know, they have the ability to run the football. I think I'd like them to do it more, but they have the ability to run the football very effectively and take a lot of clock. But having those, but they have weapons to um, win one on ones against Kansas City as well. So, and defensively, they're always going to be prepared. So, I think uh, I like Buffalo a lot. Pittsburgh is struggling though. <laughs> Did you see Levi Wallace with the interception? You know, yeah. Levi Wallace, a walk on from Alabama, right? Yeah, yeah Bama. Yeah, I remember watching him at Alabama. I was like, that guy's the truth because that was the year they beat Clemson in the Sugar Bowl. I had been watching him all year, but he did, and I don't think he was drafted very high, but he just came in. I think he started off on the practice squad and has worked his way up onto the active roster. Besides, I like to say that Bill's defensive backfield is pretty good. I feel like they get a kind of a bad rap after Larry – I mean, not Larry – after DeAndre Hopkins did what he did on that catch. But they have a solid back. You like Jordan Poyer back there? Oh, yeah, him and my – yeah, him and uh, I think Hodgson back there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good tandem right there. With, with And you got your guy, Jadavius White, on one side of the field. Um, And if Levi Wallace can keep playing like this, then, I mean, you're solid back there. You're got solid it. back there. And then up front with Ed Oliver and um Addison and that linebacker crew, like, they, they are solid, you know, top to bottom defensively. I want to say one of the twin uh, – he had the brothers, twins, or triplets or something hey, like that that went to Virginia Tech. Is he yeah. the linebacker? Yeah, I think it's – not Tremaine. I think it might be Terrell. One of the one of the Edmonds brothers. Definitely one there of the Edmonds you go. There you go, one of the Edmonds brothers. There. Yeah, one of the Edmonds brothers. They've been he, – he's wreaking havoc at linebacker. I always think of him and I think of Fuller, the Fuller boys too, the Virginia yeah. Tech defensive back guys. And then – but last thing I'm going to ask you, Sterling – Ravens, Browns, Monday night football. What do you see happening? Who do you see getting the win? This is this is a tough one. Um, the Ravens steamrolled the Browns in the first game that they played this year. Uh, Cleveland clearly appears to be a different team um, at this point in time in the season. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Baltimore. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Baltimore. I think. Um, defensively, I think they'll finally get Calais Campbell back, which is huge for them because um, he he's a big part of what would have made them, you know, a better defense, you know, this year had he not gotten hurt with his calf and everything. Um, 
And they're gonna make they're gonna make Baker really, really tighten down on some of the throws that he has to make this game. They're gonna play a lot of man to man. Uh, you know, Marcus Peters always got his hands in the cookie jar. He's he's always gonna be roaming around somewhere to, to get one off of him. Um and I think they'll they'll find a way to slow down that running attack and turn Baker into and try to make Baker beat him this game. I, I really feel like Baltimore's gonna be heavy on stopping the run and they're gonna and they're gonna trust their man corners. Well, not even man corners, but their corners to to take care of business on the outside. Um, probably help to maybe Landry side and make them and uh make Baker to throw it to his tight ends and um I think like Peoples Jones and um Higgins, you know, one on one coverage against Baltimore against Peters and them on the other side. But I'm gonna take Baltimore. I think I think they'll get it done. What do you think the Browns defense has to do to make Lamar Jackson uncomfortable? Think Miles Garrett can get after him? Miles Garrett is an athlete. Lamar Jackson's a different type of athlete, <laughs> you know, like, like as, as athletic and freakishly, you know, talented Miles Garrett is and Lamar Jackson gets outside of him. He's not going to catch him. He's not going to catch him. <laughs> even, and even with that, um, we've seen a lot, we've seen a, a lot of mixes with the, the Ravens running attack with the uh, Edwards. And um, I think they might get Mark Ingram back this game. I think and even if they don't, J.K. Dobbs is showing a lot. So Dobbins done exactly what they drafted him to do. So, you know, Dobbins being there, um, they, they're probably going to turn Garrett into a guy where Garrett, they're going to make him have to be very disciplined, which could take off what his ability of what he could possibly do in the run game for them um, to help stop them. And then I think they get Andrews back this game as well. So that'll be Lamar's top target coming back. Um, we'll see how the NFL handles Dez right now because Dez had the whole positive thing, but he's tested negative the last, like, I think over the last week. So I think Baltimore should be able to pull him off the, the um, COVID list and probably play him or something like that. But, um, I mean, Cleveland defensively going to have to just read their keys correctly. That's the only thing you can do against Lamar. Like, you're going to have to be disciplined. I think last week we all saw the run Lamar had against the Cowboys where Vanish is running like his head's cut off to the, to the side. I where he was trying to go. Cause I he, know. What is that, gap integrity? Was that not what he was practicing? Even, yeah, it's just the fact you're just not reading your keys. Like, I mean, the two guards pulled, I mean, clear. I mean, the guard to tackle pulled clear. <laughs> hey, if you just see where they're going, you're going to find where the ball's going. And he, I don't know, he followed Dobbins, you know, the other way, and Lamar ran right past him. So, um, it's just Cleveland got to just be extremely disciplined up front and, and at the linebacker um, level on defense. And hopefully, um, their safeties can come down with, I think, Harrison. If they can come down and, uh, you know, contain Andrews. That's going to be how they beat the Ravens. But if not, and uh, and Baker is not completing passes on the other end, because I think Baltimore would be very aggressive defensively up front and stopping that run with Chubb and Hunt, um, Cleveland going to have another problem. So I'm going to take Baltimore. I think they're desperate. And they're still and they're still alive in the playoff hunt because – oh, I call them Oakland. Uh, Las Vegas lost today. Um, the Dolphins lost today. And, and I think those teams have some of the toughest schedules coming up. Um, down the stretch. So, I mean, Baltimore's still in play to make the playoffs. So, I think they'll be very desperate and get them a win. Yeah, Baltimore definitely does need this win this week. And the Steelers losing today in their division. So, we'll see what happens with that. But, y'all, that is all we have for you today. We look forward to these games. Get to see if Sterling was right or wrong. I try to do too many predictions. Therefore, I'm always right. But, like I said, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening. Peace. Rogue and narrow, slimmer and slimmer Pray to God that I forget, try my best not remember It's a cold, cold world and I was born in December